0: Right there, that'd be cool. Bring that up again, and then we'll start going.
1: Uh, oh, um, yeah. If you look up on IMDb, uh, it seems like everybody in Hollywood was trying to be in this movie or was considered for the role.
0: <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, it sounded too canned. there's this movie called uncle buck it's got john candy um if you're a fan of plane trains and automobiles which we talked about in our dazed and confused episode you might want to be looking up john candy movies he was a canadian actor he was in second city i think he's in a funny mockumentary called canadian bacon then he's in a bunch of other comedies um he died tragically unfortunately he died of heart disease like too early like during shooting one of his movies and he's not in a lot of serious dramas but he was featured in one of the movies about the john f kennedy like assassination but um yeah, JFK, yeah. also he's in space balls so i mean what else does the oh. guy have to do yeah but like i said he's in plane trains and automobiles he's in a movie about security guards which is also really fun. he's Look him up, guys. I mean, he's like a he's like prime grade-A choice American actor. He's was an amazing guy. And he survived by his kids. But he's in this movie called Uncle Buck where he plays like a ne'er-do-well. And it's kind of like this is the guy you don't want to watch your kids. He's the uncle that shows up maybe at holidays if you're lucky or you don't hear from him for several years at a time. And right off the bat, like his girlfriend's giving him a hard time about being irresponsible. He's supposed to start a new job. Like, all of his good luck is finally running out, and whatever. He's a popular character at the bowling alley, but then his brother's like, oh, my wife's dad might be dying of a heart attack, we need you to watch the kids. So he's got a teenage niece, he's got Macaulay Culkin as a nephew, and um, what's the other girl who grows up? Yeah, Gabby, Gabby Lewis? Or, oh, Gabby Hoffman, yeah. So if you want to see early Gabby Hoffman, like, in one of her first roles, and she's kind of a indie actor, I guess, now, but anyway, yeah. so... Uncle Buck shows up, save the day. He's going to come in while the parents are away for this week. And really, this whole movie kind of breaks down to like a um, conflict between Uncle Buck and the the teenage daughter. And the teenage daughter has a lot of problems with her mom. And it's like an Mm -hmm. unresolved issue that goes across the whole movie. We're going to wrap it up. I mean, it's a John Hughes movie, so you know at the end it's going to be wrapped up in a nice little bow tie. Um, And what's funny is I should have looked up which came out first. If If this came out first or plane, trains, and automobiles... Because they have a musical cue at the end where yes. characters are reconciling, and it's like almost the same cue. So I don't know which movie did it first, but they literally have the same music cue to signify something like a homecoming at the end. Okay, uh, so
1: spoiler alert. Um, so Planes, Trains, and Automobiles came out first. Hmm. So now that you've mentioned that, I, because uh, uh, spoiler alert, sorry for this movie. Um, if you the cue you're talking about with the uh, the mother and the daughter, yeah, and he, they're trying to be quiet, and of course he stumbles and knocks down a bunch of dishes, and he's oh shit. So now that I think about that, that's kind of I think that's kind of playing off of the joke of that Plane trains and Automobiles.
0: Yeah, well, think? I'm talking about like where in Plane Trains and Automobiles, Steve Martin spends the whole movie trying to get home on Thanksgiving to his wife right. and kids, and he encounters a. A salesman played by John Candy, and they have to work together to get across the country and it's like a road trip, disaster after disaster and then he walks through the door at the end and they start playing music, and he's just like looking at the wife and she's looking at him in the doorway, and like literally the teenage daughter was standing in the hallway, and the mom came through the door, and there was a musical cue, and it was kind of like the same scenario you know
1: yeah i, um, I kind of I picked up on that too, I'm yeah like, that
0: feels very. Like, yeah. the editing was the same, the cinematography was the same, and I, the music might have literally even been the fucking same music. So, I mean, I mean
1: that's not surprising. I mean, John Hughes, um, John Hughes was a great director of yeah. actors and a great writer, but he was not necessarily a great visual director, so I could right. totally see him well, just I mean, copying himself.
0: But but look, I mean, he gave us uh, Breakfast Club you know, oh, yeah. and, uh, and and Ferris Bueller, right? Did he do Ferris Bueller? Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Um folks, we watch so many movies you sometimes forget. I, I like I've seen a ton of shit and uh, like sometimes I forget but, but I remember the movie, so that's good. <laughs> um Let's see. So it starts out he's kind of like getting used to the little kids and like what, what's funny is like the first feel good moment of the movie is like he's making giant pancakes. Oh, man. Like, he he doesn't know how to make... Like, he basically shows up and he wants to integrate himself into the family life. And he makes these oversized pancakes with a giant spatula, like... Oh, it's not a spatula. It's, like, for a wood-fire pizza oven or something. um, It's, like, a flat... A
1: wood... Or a snow shovel, almost.
0: Yeah, exactly. It looks like a snow shovel. But I think it's literally the thing that you stick, like, pizzas into a wood-fire grill with. Like, one of... It has a specific name, but I forget what it's called. Um... And yeah, he makes giant pancakes, which thrills the kids. And then Macaulay Culkin, like, interrogates him, because for some reason this kid has a weird thing. Like, he, like, obsesses over Stranger Danger. There's a Mm -hmm. weird cut later in the movie when his girlfriend is coming over to watch the kids, because the niece, the teenage niece disappears, and John Candy, Uncle Buck, has to go look for her in the middle of the night. His girlfriend stays with the younger kids, but Macaulay Culkin won't let her in the door. He's looking at her through the mailbox slot in the door, Mm -hmm. the mail slot. And, um,. Did you see that jump, that, like, flash cut of, like, the th- th- three faces of three men? Did you see that? Um, I don't remember that. It's kind of creepy, like, Macaulay Culkin's looking through the thing, and then, like, I think he's is he supposed to be imagining what three robbers look like. Maybe. And it flashes the faces of three men, and then it's gone. And it's, like, only in the frames for, like, a few seconds. And, um, but there's no... There's no lead-up to it and no indicator that the kid is fantasizing about it. You just have to make the assumption. It's kind of awkward. Like, it really shouldn't be in the movie, but it is. And it was so jarring. Like, I've never noticed it in Uncle Buck, but I noticed it this time. But I was playing it on a computer. Like, I don't know if it had anything to do with, like, frame rates or or how fast my computer's running when I watch the movie. Or it just had to, I just caught it at the right moment and saw it. You know what I mean? But Uncle Buck, just like Plain trains and automobiles, plays on TV all the time. So it's definitely like something that like has like it's not necessarily wholesome I mean he's smoking through the whole movie he's smoking at school, you know what you know what i mean yeah like he he's he's again they try to paint him as like a sloppy narrative well, but he's not actually not that bad. The neighbor across yeah, the street is say, like uh... is like a lonely housewife, and she comes over to bug him, and then the teenage daughter gets him in trouble, but then he's like trying to keep the teenage daughter away from her stupid boyfriend, you know what I mean like he's trying to bug Yeah, the, the, a guy who calls himself Bug. And uh, you know, Uncle Buck's trying to I don't know. Keep his teenage niece out of trouble and this time that I watched it, I kind of really noticed that the whole movie is actually centered around the teenage niece and Uncle Buck's relationship.
1: Right. And
0: she holds she holds it against him that he was like in her life when she was a little kid and then t- disappeared. And hasn't been, like, reliable or whatever. But, um, Uncle Buck, I don't know if he's trying to do it because he doesn't want to get in trouble with his brother. And he wants to impress his sister-in-law that he can actually be responsible. Like, if there's, like, an extra layer of him trying too hard. Or if he really is strict. Because he doesn't want the the niece to go anywhere or do anything. You know, you know what I mean? Like, he, like, it's so funny. He has so many rules with them. And then, like, he takes him to go to the bowling alley. And then his friends who does horse bets with, like, show up and and then uh, somebody hits on the, the teenage niece while they're at the bowling alley. So and there's one scene where he's, like, considering, like, exposing the little kids to the horse betting, but he, does, he doesn't take them. Like, he actually has, like, a, a rational moment not to, right. you know, expose the kids to gambling or whatever. But... See,
1: see and I took it as, uh, when I watched it this time, that it wasn't, um... That he was trying to be so much of a, a strict disciplinarian, so much as, um... Because he's kind of a, you know, the movie tries to paint him as low life oh, yeah. or ne'er do well. Yeah, I always took it as in like, oh, he could see through people like Bug, and he didn't want his niece to associate people with people like them because he knows where that's gonna go.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I took from it. Well, I mean, he uh, was thinking like teen pregnancy, your life is ruined forever. You're gonna end up downtown, you know, right. <laughs> like, kind of thing. Um um
1: the one thing i i mean i I haven't watched this movie in probably fifteen years or so, and I forgot like how quotable it is, how much of it I remembered i this is one I used to watch a lot as a kid
0: quotable uh, we had a, like what we stands had a VHS.
1: out. we never returned to the video store <laughs> for this one.
0: oh really that's funny yeah what what uh, stands out i don't think i don't think I didn't think the movie had any quotes really
1: uh, maybe for maybe it's just me um you know maybe it's not everybody quotes but like uh uh the the part the part where the little niece is in her classroom, and, uh, I guess they're tell- doing show and tell, and she tells the, uh, teacher, he's like, oh, and so then he put, he started drying the, uh, underwear in the, uh, microwave, because he couldn't get the goddamn dishwasher, or oh, the goddamn yeah. dryer to work. Yeah. <laughs> and he, blasphemer!
0: Oh, yeah. And then, like, the, he gets called down to the school, and then, like, uh he he talks about how the principal is like just destroying young minds or whatever and he gives her he right. tells her like here's a quarter go get that thing let a rat, uh, right downtown, have a rat yeah. that
1: off your face for you yeah so that's pretty um, good um uh, the it has a lot of like one of my favorite things that doesn't happen that much anymore which is kid cussing where um, like little kids cuss and that for some reason always tickles me like in the beginning Macaulay Coke and uh uh, him and his sister, older sister arguing is like, Get your nails out of my armpit, god damn it
0: Oh yeah, it's kinda of funny. And um, and if you like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone you get to see like a a little bit of that kind of action here in uh, Uncle Buck. If you're a Macaulay right. Culkin fan. There you go. And then like the lady across the street who's clearly a horn dog, is played by um Aunt whatever from uh is it Becky no. Becky's the daughter. It's from Roseanne, the lady that yeah, plays Laurie the... Metcalf. Yeah, Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf, so, you know. Um, and Uncle Buck, he's not really in a compromising position because the movie's mostly innocent. I don't think there's anything really too bad in this movie, but Uh-oh. she's dancing with him, and they're making dirty dancing jokes when his girlfriend actually shows up because the niece tries to stir some shit, right? She tries to get Uncle yeah. Buck in trouble with his fiance or whatever, and then, like, the fiance happens to show up right when the neighbor across the street is trying to put the moves on Uncle Buck. Of course, you know, and that that's just like a total movie scenario. When I was watching that, I was kind of uncomfortable because I was like, "Yeah, this is definitely like a movie plot because it yeah. doesn't really, real life doesn't really line up like that, you know." So, so I was like, "Yeah, this is definitely a what, nineteen whatever. What this is early nineties, right?
1: Yeah, uh, nineteen. Well, nineteen eighty nine.
0: So oh, 89. Much. Okay, yeah. It's um... like It's definitely an old older." movie device that doesn't really fly today not not really in modern movie telling that that kind of setup is kind of played out now
1: well the the one thing i noticed this time watching in it is um it's got like a it barely has a plot like it felt like more of um a reason to just have you know funny situations with john candy oh he's having trouble with the washing machine or he's having you know he's uh
0: tiny urinals at the school
1: yeah, uh, you know, there's a drunk clown, a birthday clown. That oh, I forgot
0: know. about the birthday clown. Yeah, they have a birthday party for one of the kids. And this clown shows up in his clown car, which is like a giant mouse. Yeah. And he's sloshed out of his mind, and Uncle Buck doesn't stand for it, so he punches the clown out. Which is like, I mean, that's the trailer moment, right? John Candy punches yeah, the birthday uh, clown.
1: Well, this time I watched it, I was like, I recognized that voice, and I had to look it up, and it's, um... Uh, you wouldn't recognize him because he's in makeup in the movie, but he's a uh, character actor, Mike Starr, who's been in like a ton of things, from like Ed Wood to um, Dumb and Dumber. He's in fact he's the guy that they uh, they accidentally poison him. He's having a heart attack uh, at the restaurant.
0: Oh, he's and, the one uh, playing the clown.
1: Yeah, he wow. that's him playing the clown.
0: That's funny. I wouldn't never thought he'd be in a clown outfit.
1: I didn't think so either, but I recognized a voice, and then I had to go look it up. I was like, holy shit, that guy.
0: Yeah, he oh. plays a he plays a lot of like Italian mafia typey dudes, and yeah. actually they make fun of that in the office. He shows up a, an episode of the American Office as like, he's an insurance salesman, but they actually think he's in the mafia or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, kind of funny. And anyway, Gavin Hoffman will go on later to do like a really weird movie. Did you see that movie with Michael Sarah and her? Like she's on acid and they're like in Mexico or something. Did you oh, see, did you see that movie? I was
1: supposed. Um... I know what you're talking about, I was supposed to, I was gonna see it, but I haven't gotten around to it, um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name yeah. of it.
0: So, Gabby's gonna grow up to do some really weird movies, but in this, she's just like a little nine-year-old kid, or whatever, and, uh, and she's all, she's very supportive of Uncle Buck, she's, like, actually his greatest fan. Like, he gets shit from the other kids, but she's, like, in his corner of the whole movie, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Um. um.
0: And then you said you knew who the girlfriend was, right?
1: uh amy adorable. madigan yeah amy madigan She's
0: uh, in a lot of stuff and i'm trying to think of what i've seen her in that i like her in was she in streets of fire was she the friend who drove the car around is that why i'm thinking of her she's in that movie right um that i don't know that michael pare movie that me and nick like
1: yeah no i know what you you're talking about that's a good movie yeah. um but it's been so long since i've seen it i can't remember if she's in it
0: i think she is i think she's the one that drives the car
1: I thought that was Annie Potts, but I could be totally wrong on
0: that. Hmm. I don't think it's Annie Potts. Uh, the other joke about the running joke in the movie is the car that Uncle Buck drives, which is like on its last piston through the whole movie. Um, you don't right. really see big cars like this anymore. I don't see too many of these giant boat-like cars on the road that are just yeah, like a Lincoln. smoke. Yeah, yeah, like a big-ass Lincoln-type deal. Or Buick. Buick was another one. Um... This is supposed to be in the suburbs of Chicago. I really can't tell. I really can't tell where this movie is.
1: Yeah, I think it's supposed to be uh, Chicago suburb because you even see him wearing a um, Chicago Cubs shirt or jersey at some yeah. point.
0: And then at one point, Mr. Cool Guy is walking through a teenage party and they keep switching hats on him. Like he's looking for the, the niece who runs away with the boyfriend at one point. And he ends up at a party with what looks like a bunch of yuppie kids. Like a bunch of like upper crusty children who come from like ivy league families or something they don't look like just a bunch of regular high school kids they look very staged unlike this other movie that dave's like dazed and confused where the kids actually seem like high schoolers the kids in this movie kind of seem very set up like not unique at all but uncle buck's walking through their party and then at one point like he has a beer in his hand like it cuts away from him right Mm-hmm. To a scene where you think the boyfriend and the niece are together, cut back to Uncle Buck, and he suddenly has a beer in his hand. So, like, he's as he goes through this party, he's like, the teenagers are just staring at him. But it seems like he's being more accepted because they're playing with his hat. And then somebody handed hand him a beer at some point. To me, that's just sure. really funny. Like, they handed the guy a beer, and then he just took the beer and continued on his way through the party as he completes his quest to look for the niece. I don't know. Yeah, that's what you do, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so what I think is a feel-good movie? It's a movie you can flip on. If it's on, you're actually going to tune in and watch it for a few minutes, and then you start to feel good. And it's John Candy. And I was having a really shitty day, and then I saw Uncle Buck advertise to me on my little menu thing, and I was like, okay, click. And then I watched Uncle Buck for like an hour, and I felt better. I didn't finish the movie at the time. I actually went back and finished it tonight when I was going to talk to Dave about it. But... The fact that I stopped and watched it was a good litmus test or indicator of being a feel-good movie and making me feel good at that particular time because I was thinking about a lot of shit going on in my life and I needed a little break from that and Uncle Buck was fucking playing. So there you go. That's how it gets all lined up for me. The Uncle Buck scenario. Um, yeah, with, I totally buy
1: this as a feel-good movie. Yeah. I, I I had to watch in years and I felt
0: great watching it. Now let me make some film fans really grind their teeth they made an Uncle Buck TV show. It just premiered, and I think the Voodoo app, it's their original content. Did you hear about this? Well,
1: yeah. I know that they have a, a Mr. Mom show, but I, there was an Uncle Buck show with Mike Epps.
0: Oh, you know what? I got them reversed. You're right. They just Mr. Mom themselves, but there was a... So Uncle Buck, is, the TV show's actually older. It's not new. I may have gotten the shows mixed up, so forget what I said. I'm totally wrong. Um, <laughs> there was an Uncle Buck TV show, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, there definitely was.
0: Yeah. Um, crap. I thought it was Uncle Buck was brand new, but no. Um, what Dave's talking about is, there is a Mr. Mom show that somebody just came up with. Which was a Michael Keaton movie, and it's a pretty well, good that movie. that could
1: be a feel-good movie for some people. What,
0: oh, Mr. Mom? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And what's the subgenre for that? Suburbia? Domestication. That'd be the like uh, yeah family the, movies.
1: Uh, the unlikely person having to step up and be the per- parent figure. I don't oh. know. Oh.
0: Actually, it is kind of like an Uncle Buck plot, right? Somebody you don't think you can rely on to take care of children and suddenly is put in that position. Right. Yeah. So Mr. Mom totally fits into that category.
1: The the one we talked about a couple times earlier this year, Family, falls into that too, except with a woman.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's a newer movie, folks. You can take a look at that one. Check it out. But, you know, if you're going to stuff yourself with a bunch of pie, be it pumpkin or uh, apple, it's more traditional. If you're going to nosh on a turkey leg and you're a fan of cigars, why don't you watch Uncle Buck? Sit back in your recliner. And if you have a dog, I can't say feed it beer. It happens in Uncle Buck. Um, I can't endorse it in real life. I guess it's funny in a movie. But Uncle Buck could be a choice for the holiday season. Sit back, enjoy Uncle Buck. Or watch another John Candy movie. Dave already pointed out you can just watch Plane Trains and Automobiles. Or Spaceballs even. You can literally sit down and watch like a handful of John Candy movies. Summer Rental. Why not? Holy shit. Summer Rental.